are listening to the Blanche J Radio Network. I'm looking at the college football preseason top 25, and they're not they're not a lot of things that jump off the page here. You have Alabama at, at one with Bryce Young, the the returning Heisman winner. Nick Saban says that last year was a rebuilding year. I think Nick Saban is trolling us. He hasn't had a fantastic offseason. He's really fried over this NIL stuff. Ohio State, the Ohio State University, my Buckeyes, number two. I actually think that the Buckeyes are the best team going into the season. Now, they have a they have a brutal schedule. So if they come out unscathed, they will definitely be the, the, the favorite, in my opinion, even over Alabama to win the national championship. You got Georgia at three. We're on in Atlanta now. And we're going to find out. I wouldn't use the word fluke. Georgia's been knocking on the door for quite some time since Kirby, since they got rid of Mark Richt and and brought in Kirby Smart. Georgia is churning. If you look at Jordan Davis, you look at some of the the practice footage for him at the Eagles. They had studs on that defense last year. He's only giving up ten and a half points a game. The question is. Georgia hasn't won a national championship in so long. Can you reload or do you have to rebuild? And we just don't know that with Georgia yet. I think the the floor for this team, you're, you're talking about a 10-2, 11-2 team, but are they going to be in a situation where they can come back and compete for a national championship? I think they will. I think you'll see Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship. Tennessee is supposed to be better this year. I'm not impressed with Florida. I really like Georgia a lot. And we're going to tailgate a couple of Georgia games this year in the Galanda cast. Got Clemson at four. I'm not a big fan of, of Clemson. I think Clemson is an outlier. They happen to have two elite quarterbacks. Back-to-back in Deshaun Watson and then uh, Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that Clemson is a perennial elite team. I don't think they're in the class of Georgia, Ohio State, Bama. I don't think they're in that class. I think that they're they're more like LSU. They can make a run every few years, but I don't I don't see the the perennial greatness. So I I, I think that Clemson I can't pronounce his quarterback their quarterback's name. Uh, uh, I think it's DJ Ungaleli. If I'm pronouncing that. Incorrectly, I apologize. But he's not very good. I'm not very good at pronouncing his name. He's not a very good quarterback. And I'm not trying to rip kids. I'm I, I'm all of these kids are developing and getting better. But he's not he's not he's not a Trevor Lawrence or or Deshaun Watson. Let me let's let's just say that. His name will not be getting called early, if at all, to to play on Sundays. Then you got Notre Dame at five. Now, Notre Dame opens up at Ohio State. I think 
if you're Buckeye Nation, I'm not saying they should be on upset alert, but I think the Buckeye Nation is a little bit arrogant about this game because they've been kicking the dog crap out of Notre Dame for the last 30 years. I think that they'll beat Notre Dame. They're playing at home. The shoe is going to be fired up. But we saw what happened when they were arrogant about that Oregon game, and Oregon came in and smacked them around. Ohio State's defense is not good enough to just pencil in a W for Notre Dame. And with Coach Freeman, they're going to have some tricks up their sleeve. It's personal. He's an Ohio State guy. I expect Notre Dame to come in and, and play some good football, some inspired football. TAMU, Ampersand University, six. I don't know how good Texas A&M is. You have Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher going at each other all summer, which was kind of entertaining. I got to get into covering SEC football now that we're on in Atlanta. Nick Saban is basically saying that Jimbo Fisher buys all of his players, which it's legal for him to buy all of his players, and Nick Saban forgets that the if he's not if he's not funding, maybe he's not committing any NCAA violations before NIL. But if you don't think that Alabama buys players with their facilities and their network, you're you're out of your mind. So basically, Nick Saban is saying, I only like the competitive landscape when I'm the monopoly. Nobody else but me in Alabama should be able to buy players and should be able to benefit from NIL, all that stuff. Utah at seven. Now, the Pac-12 is, is going into the toilet. So I'm very, I'm very curious. Utah, they had a, a heck of a game with Ohio State. I mean, they, they ran a rush out of Ohio State. Ohio State had more speed on the perimeter at the Rose Bowl and able to, was able to come back and win that game. Uh, Jackson... Jackson Smith and Jigba had an amazing game. Marvin Harrison Jr. had an amazing game. Then you got you got Scum, lowercase SC, capital UM, Michigan at eight. I don't know how good Michigan's gonna be. I really, I really don't know. You don't know what Harbaugh. I was very disappointed with Jim Harbaugh last year. They finally beat Ohio State. They beat Ohio State by being aggressive, by running it down their throat, by pushing them around, by being aggressive, coming off the edge with blitzes, stunts. Just running it down Ohio State's throat, they were they were they were aggressive. They pushed the tempo. They kept Ohio State off balance, and then they get to they get to play Georgia. They just run off tackle the entire game. They didn't do anything creative at all. They they had absolutely no chance to win that game. Harbaugh didn't coach to win that game. It's almost like they were happy to be there. That was a bad look for Michigan. Then you got Oklahoma and Baylor at, at 9 and 10. USC at 14 is interesting to me. We don't know how good USC is going to be this year with, with Lincoln Riley, but they I know that they have almost 30 transfers. So are you getting back to the to the days of old where USC, when they had Reggie Bush and, and Lindell White, and they were just abusing teams out west and putting up 50 and 60 on people? They're going to be a very interesting watch. I don't, I don't think they're going to be a contender. But they're going, to, they're, going to, they're going to put a lot of points on the board. This is going to be a very interesting year. And I expect – I was talking about Michigan being not aggressive. I expect USC to be very aggressive this year. I expect them to throw the ball, to chuck it around, to go deep, to run reverses, jet sweeps. It's going to be a very interesting watch. Miami at 16, I, I don't think Miami's that good at all. They got rid of the turnover chain. 
So Cristobal, they're, they're trying to have an adult in the building. I think Miami's at, at their best when when you got players. I mean, they were NIL before NIL. Like Miami's at their best when you got players walking around Miami in the winter with fur coats, even though it's 76 degrees. When you have people doing blow on yachts, that's Miami's brand. I don't know. I don't think that Miami can ever be a good brand running it clean. I think Miami is destined to just like uh, Coach Snellenberger. You get all those kids from Liberty City and Little Havana. You get all these kids from these downtrodden neighborhoods. I don't want to call them thug you because that's disrespectful. But you get kids that may have checkered past, that may be from the streets, and you're going to run it. It's going to be an NCAA violations program. You're going to be really good for 10 years. You're going to be on probation for five years. I think that's who Miami is. After that, Kentucky at 20. I think Kentucky's a, an, an interesting program. You got Coach Stoops and Coach Calipari been going at it. Basically, John Calipari said, hey, this is a, this is a, this is a basketball school. I don't care about football. Coach Stoops um, didn't like that. Then Coach Cal doubled down. Nobody's nobody's done less with more than Coach Calipari. If I was Coach Calipari, I would be shutting the bleep up. I mean, this guy's had AD, he's had John Wall, he's had Boogie Cousins, he had D Book. He's had amazing talent on that team and has been able to procure one national championship with all of that elite talent. Cincinnati falls down to 23. I know, I know Coach Fickle well. I've been, been, been following him for many years. He's an Ohio State guy. I guarantee you Cincinnati's better than the 23rd best team in college football. He's going to have some tricks up his sleeve. So that's, that's the top 25. I think every year it's, it's the same, man. It's always Bama and Ohio State. Those are the two dominant programs. Alabama is by far the, the dominant program. Ohio State's number two. And every, any given year, Ohio State is good enough to go to the, to the national championship and probably lose to Alabama. I think this year, I'm not going to make a prediction yet. I'm leaning towards Ohio State. I think this year is actually the year they put it together, but I just can't pick them right now. I, I'd have to see that defense. You know, if you put a gun to my head, I got to go with Bama. I mean, if Jamison Williams doesn't shred his knee up, and, and if uh, Michi hadn't shredded his knee up, they would have beat Georgia in the national championship. It would be another championship for, for Alabama in a year that Nick Saban said was a rebuilding year. So we'll see, but I'm very excited. We're getting uh, week zero in college football is just in a couple of weeks. And then we go right into Ohio State, Notre Dame, and that's going to that's gonna separate the wheat from the tear. You got Oregon coming to Georgia. Those are two blockbuster games, the first uh, full week of the season and I'm excited. I'm here for it. I'm looking forward to, to this season. It's going to be fantastic. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
Page, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Classic sneakers I had. Patrick Ewins. Oh, the Ewins was hot. The, 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 the blue, orange, and white. Got those. Yeah, yeah, got a yeah, fresh yeah. pair. You got to bring those into the studio. You gotta, you gotta bring and those I got the studio. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Adidas. I didn't even know that he had a shit. What? And I got the Stan Smith. I'm telling you, these I don't even ones, know what a Stan, Stan Smith is. The Stan Smith, the green and whites, the official color. I got the official Pumas. The red suede, the blue suede. Official Pumas. Classic. So we're Classic. Hold down. Up. Hold up. The first Air Force Ones. The Dunks. The Flights. Uh, what else was, was crazy? Uh, uh, the Hibachis. James Lewis. You talking about the Harachis or Hibachis? the Hibachis? I call them Hibachis, Harachis, okay. whatever. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It feels so good to be cared for. Back up now, just a little more. The feeling someone's always there. Just to show how much they care. The feeling you're not alone. Now she's a part of your home. With so much to protect each day. Caring goes a long, long way. Nationwide is on your side. This is Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. The Lance J Radio Network is now on WWE 1100 AM weekdays from 3 to 4 p.m. I've been wanting to get into the Atlanta market for a long time. Listen to me and the rest of the ticket talk sports, politics, healthcare, as DJ Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flip Mode Squad, shines on the wheels of steel playing the best in classic hip-hop. Catch the show live or download the iHeartRadio application.